everybody. Okay, all right, we're going to be just a little bit shorter today because as you can see, this place is full of stuff and it's been a busy week and multiple other things in my life and my son getting married in a couple weeks. And I am, just being honest, I am exhausted. So a short sermon is all I had in me for today and that's okay. So we're going to do that, put my Mr. Rogers sweater on this morning and... (laughs) We'll just smile, and we're going to go go for it. So hopefully it all makes sense. All right. Someday I won't give you a disclaimer before every sermon, but since I've only been doing this for a short time, you, this is what you get for a little while yet. Um, so we have been talking about, we've started this series, The Way of Jesus. A few weeks ago I talked about sacrifice. Last week Bree talked about compassion. And this week we're going to talk about loving your neighbor. Um, it could also be titled uh, Loving Your Enemy or just Loving, um, but I just decided to put it all underneath Loving Your Neighbor. So um, we are going to start with talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan, and that is found in Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 25 to 37. I'm not going to put it all up there this week. I'm just going to tell it to you. Um, So it starts out like this in verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? The expert answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, where he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So let's just break this down a little bit. So the man, uh, the expert in the law had said that um, uh, the way to, you know, the way to inherit eternal life was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And I'm sure that we will talk about that another time in the way of Jesus. But today we're going to focus on love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said that if we do that, we will live. And so um, 
in the man justifying himself, um, Jesus told this parable. And so let's just take a look at the location. If you can see this, it was kind of small. But um, over here, this is Jerusalem, and he's going downhill to Jericho. This is where it is. This is the land of Samaria. And so remember, see, like up here, Galilee, Capernaum, like this is where Nazareth, this is where Jesus is from. So when people would travel from up here, up north, they would go around, often try to go around Samaria and down to Jerusalem because there was such hostility. And we've talked about that before, but I'll just remind you, remember, there's a lot of hostility between Samaritans and the Jews because, you know, they were all used to be, this was used to be all Israel, but then, you know, way back after Solomon, the kingdom divided and there was the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judea, and eventually after all of the um, other nations conquering them and, and exiles and things, this, this became Samaria up here. So just a lot of different things over a lot of years. The Samaritans and the Jews, they hated each other. And so it was actually kind of dangerous for them sometimes to travel down through um, Samaria. So they would go around. So just setting the backdrop for this in this story um, is that uh, Jesus is painting a picture here that the Jews, who they would expect to be the kind people in the story, and the Samaritans would be the enemy, Jesus actually flips that around, and it was the Jewish people, the religious leaders, that weren't the kind ones, and the Samaritan is kind of the hero of the story. So this already, people listening to this, this would be kind of a flipped upside down story. So the priest passes by on the other side of the road. Um, and we think about that, like, why did he pass by? And some of, for some of you, this may be like, oh, I've heard this a thousand times. Well, we're just going to go over it again. So the priest passes by on the other side. So the priest and the Levites, the, we'll just do them all in one. So the Levites, um, we know who the priests were. And they, you know, they were in the temple. They were the ones that led the people in worship. The Levites, you know, they came from um, the tribe of Levi way back in the time of Moses. They were set apart, um, you know, to be holy. The priests came from the tribe of Levi. And so um, they were also, you know, holy people who served in the temple. So here they were, the, these, the priest and the Levite, both people that were to be holy, served in the temple. They're the ones that should be setting the example of how to care for people they um, were so concerned about their outward ritual holiness and not being unclean by touching someone that they may have thought was dead, that could be covered in, in blood and other matter, that they didn't want to be unclean. And so they passed over on the other side of the road instead of showing um, compassion for the man. But the Samaritan, the one who would, would have been considered the enemy, he took pity on this man, and we're just assume that he was a Jewish man. He took pity on him. Um, he bandaged his wounds with oil and wine, which kind of sounds like he was pouring salad dressing on him. But he, he bandaged his wounds. You know, that was part of their wound care. Oil and um, the alcohol and the wine could have sterilized some things to help against infection. He put him, he picked up this naked man, 
put him on his donkey, and he carried him to the inn where he looked after him. The next day he gave money to the innkeeper, which means that the Samaritan would have probably have stayed with this man all night long, cared for him, and um, washed him and took care of his wounds. Then he took money. You know, and this Samaritan man, he might have been like on a journey that he had to meet somebody at the other end. He may have had an appointment, some people expecting him. He took a diversion from, from what was expected, from what his path was. And he told the innkeeper, um, you know, he gave him money to care for him. And he said, when I come back through this way again, any extra expense you have, I will pay you that extra expense to take care of this man. So then Jesus says, who, um, who was the neighbor to this man? And it was this Samaritan. Um, he had mercy on him. And Jesus tells us to go and do likewise just as the Samaritan man did. So, um, go and have mercy. Webster's Dictionary defines mercy as compassionate treatment of those in distress, forgiveness, forbearance. I also looked up what forbearance was, which is the refraining from the enforcement of something, such as a debt, right, or obligation that is due. So this Samaritan, in his right, you know, he could have just ignored this man because he was an enemy. Maybe Jews had been cruel to him at some point, um, but he, he gave up, he showed mercy, he gave up that right to retaliate. Loving your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to take a quick drink one moment. It's the second greatest commandment. Love as you would want to be loved. Luke 6.31 says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. In order to love our neighbors as ourselves more fully, fully, we need to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we need to do to others as we would have them do to us. And that's what the Samaritan did. That means loving those that may not be our friends or may be our enemies. The emphasis of the story of the Good Samaritan is not on the deed that he did. It's not caring for them. The Jews were also called to care for people. It's about God's upside-down kingdom. This story confronts prejudice. And this is what Jesus did. He showed love to his neighbors. He loved and spent time with those that religious traditions and society considered as less than or their enemies. When uh, Jesus had to travel through Samaria, he took time to speak with the woman at the well. So Jesus took a trip. Remember, we looked at the map. He went through Samaria to a town called Sychar, and he was speaking with a woman. And the, the thing about this um, because Jesus just has a um, a great um, in his ministry a great habit of lifting up people. Um, so he was not only speaking with a woman, but he was speaking to a Samaritan, a Samaritan, and he chose to reveal to her that he was the Messiah. Most people he didn't tell them that he was the Messiah. In fact, he anybody who realized, oh, you must be the Messiah, he would say, but don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody yet. Don't tell anyone that I healed you. But to him, he revealed himself. 
And he said that he was the Messiah. And then she went on to call people out of the town to meet with him. More Samaritans. And at their request, he stayed in their village for two days and more came to believe in him. More Samaritans. He lifted up this woman out of her shame because for whatever reason, she'd been married five times and the current man that she lived with was not her husband. He saw her and showed her love. He drew her to repentance. He showed love to the Samaritans, the enemies of his people, the Jewish people. When Jesus called Matthew, the apostle Matthew, when he called him to follow him, Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collectors were considered traitors and were hated. Jesus and his, uh, because they took money from their own people, and sometimes tax collectors cheated their people, you know, and they kept more for themselves. So they were usually pretty wealthy. Jesus and his disciples had a meal at Matthew's house with other tax collectors and sinners. The religious leaders didn't understand this and asked why he was doing that. And Jesus had told them that the sick need a doctor, you know, that he came for those And he also had a meal at Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus was also a tax collector. Also, the disciples tried to keep the children away, the children, the littles. Jesus called the children to him and said that you need to be like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. The angels came to shepherds to announce the birth of Jesus, not to the religious leaders, not to kings. Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, and in some, as I say, to the other women, um, angels also appeared. So Jesus appeared, angels appeared. They appeared to the women before they appeared to the men that followed Jesus. And they often back then they didn't, uh, men didn't trust the testimony of women, but Jesus told them first that um, that he'd risen, and so that was a big deal. Jesus spent time with and healed the sick, touched those with leprosy. You were to stay your distance away from those with leprosy. They were definitely outcasts, and um, and they had nothing. Jesus touched them, and he healed them. He cast out demons. He brought life to people from all over the region. He healed the servant of a Roman soldier. So the Jews, they didn't like the Romans. Because the Romans were the occupiers and they were the oppressors, Um, you know, so they 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 didn't like them. But uh, but Jesus healed that servant. He showed mercy to the Roman. Jesus let women follow him. He let them uh, sit at his feet with the male disciples as he taught. A rabbi, a teacher, the disciples. Um, would sit at your would sit at their feet to learn from them, and Jesus let women do that. Women normally were not able to do that, but Jesus showed value and love to them. And he let sinful women anoint him with oil as their act of worship. He had a follower who was a zealot. The zealots they believed that the Messiah would come with force and power and raise up an army to overthrow the Romans. So we don't know, but Simon the Zealot, he could have murdered people. You know, he could have killed people before for this cause. Um, so, you know, they were all about overthrowing the Romans. And that was one of Jesus's followers as well. As Jesus unjustly hung on the cross, he asked God to forgive those that were killing him because they didn't know what they were doing. 
Jesus spent his years of ministry here showing love to those that society shunned, cast out, forgot about, hated, or just didn't know what to do with. He loved his neighbor. He showed mercy. He lifted up the downcast. Are we only showing love to those that love us? Luke six thirty two through 36 says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do we show love to those that don't love us? Do we speak words of kindness? Do we give to them? Or do we return in kind? Do we speak badly about them, ignore them, retaliate? How are we showing love to our neighbors that are from different cultures, ethnicities, countries, the people that are far off and the people that are living in the U.S., legally and illegally? How is our love? How are we showing love to those from a range of economic standings, the rich to the poor, different political affiliations, different religions? How are we showing love to those that are living in sin? Are we more concerned about the outside than taking the time to look deep into the inside, to sit with others and get to know their story, to share the love and mercy and hope that is within us? This is what Jesus did. He took time with all people. He didn't spend time with just the religious. He sat and he ate food with his neighbors and those that the religious wouldn't have. Let's open our eyes as we go throughout our days, as we interact on social media, as we think and speak about people that aren't in our circle or our community. Let's show love to all and lift them up just as Jesus did. Let's love our neighbors. God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to take our sin upon himself on the cross so that we would no longer be separated from God. Jesus overcame death and gives us life with him forever if we follow him and walk in his ways. His mercy is great as we stumble and fall as we follow him. He is patient and loving and picks us back up if we are willing. God sent his Holy Spirit, his presence to dwell within those that follow him a deposit and comfort until he returns again. His love and mercy for us is great. If you're here today and you don't follow Jesus, but you'd like to, or if you have any questions or would like to start a conversation, I will stay up here for a bit and would love to answer your questions, and I'd be happy to pray with anybody that needs prayer today for anything. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you showed us what it was like to be a good neighbor. We just ask that you would open our eyes, Holy Spirit, as we go throughout our days to those in need around us. We just pray that you would help help us, that our speech would be 
honoring and uplifting and a blessing to those who hear it and to those who don't hear it. But Lord, that we would just speak blessing and kindness. We love you. Flow through us, Holy Spirit. That we would walk in the love and mercy that you showed us. Lord, we just pray for all things in common. This act of love that we're showing each other in our community. We just pray that you would bring people here, that they would find what they need, both physically and spiritually, that they would be shown love and kindness, and that more seeds would be planted in people. We just thank you again for your love and goodness, and that we can do this for others. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.